You know, Jackie, kalokohan lang naman yung mga trustful na yun eh. Like, I don't believe that it does anything to help me feel better about my office mates. Well, yeah, that's warranted, I guess, based on your own experience. But there can be some activities like a trust fall where they would be meaningful and helpful to some teams. We've seen some of that. Kailangan mo ba ng mas makabuluhang chismisan sa pantry? Listen to more conversations about work, both hot takes and thoughtful takes with me, Carl Javier, and Jackie Caniza on The Imaginable Workplace. Check it out on Spotify and wherever else you listen to podcasts. On July 25, President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. delivered his first State of the Nation address. As the Constitution requires, the sauna was delivered on the fourth Monday of July before a joint session of both houses of Congress. I see sunlight filtering through these dark clouds. We have assembled the best Filipino minds to help navigate us to this global crisis that we are now facing. We will endure. Let our Filipino spirit ever remain undimmed. I know this in my mind. I know it in my heart. I know it in my very soul. The state of the nation is sound. I'm Bella Perez Rubio, Puma Podcast. In this episode, the Teka Teka News team discusses President Marcos's first sauna. These are outtakes from a live Twitter space that we held with our listeners just a little over an hour after the president first spoke. It was a good speech, especially, you know, when you compare it to the saunas we've been used to with Duterte. It was brief, it was, I guess it was concise. And he came armed with facts and figures and data. That's Teca Teca reporter, Franco Luna. In a more fundamental departure from Duterte's sauna, there was no fear-mongering, no attacking of perceived enemies. In fact, there was practically no mention of any of the key pillars of the Duterte administration's linchpin issues. No talk of drugs, crime, no talk of peace and order, no mention of the insurgency, and once again, as with his inaugural address in June, no talk of corruption. In terms of the economy, we will implement a sound fiscal management. Tax administration reforms will be in place to increase... Instead, Mr. Marcos kept the targets and policies, mainly in the realm of an economy that desperately needs to generate momentum and jobs, by no coincidence the top concerns for Filipinos, according to a recent Pulse Asia survey. ...for future shocks. Measurable medium-term macroeconomic and fiscal objectives include the following headline numbers. These are based on forecasts that are consistent with the guiding principles of coherence of strategies, policy discipline, and fiscal sustainability. 6.5 to 7.5 percent real gross domestic product growth in 2022. 6.5 6.5 to 8% real GDP growth annually between 2023 and 2028. 9% or single-digit poverty rate by 2028. 
3% national government deficit to GDP ratio by 2028. Related to this, the president also talked about COVID, responding to a continuing crisis, but also acknowledging the need to live with the virus and move ahead with and despite the new normal. Sa ating sitwasyon ng pangkalusugan, nariyan pa rin ang banta ng COVID-19. Lalo't may mga nadidiscovering bagong variant ng coronavirus. Pero hindi na natin kakayanin ang isa pang lockdown. Wala na tayong gagawing lockdown. Mr. Marcos said society and the economy will simply have to cope and proceed as responsibly as everybody can, from the levels of government down to that of individuals. There are other tied-in crises and needs, after all, that must progress. Ang agrarian reform program ay dapat magpatuloy. Agrarian reform is not only about acquisition, but also about support services and distribution. To assist this, I intend to issue an executive order to impose a one-year moratorium on the payment of land amortization and interest payments. Congress must also pass a law that will emancipate the agrarian reform beneficiaries from the agrarian reform debt burden. In this law, the loans of agrarian reform beneficiaries with unpaid amortization and interest shall be condoned. But showing up on time and talking policy while refreshing is a fairly low bar relative to the meandering, undisciplined, off-script ramblings of former President Duterte, but also relative to the inaccessibility and elusiveness of then-candidate Bongbong Marcos. Beyond that low bar, there was also glaringly plenty left unsaid. What I was feeling throughout was the entire speech is given, and while it's being given, there is no acknowledgement of an entire like information ecosystem that exists alongside of it, that is providing false narratives and continuing basically what was happening during the elections, totally ignored. And it's a, and I'm sure it's not a blind spot. I'm sure it's just, let's, let's look at this, but don't look over here. That's Puma Podcast CEO, Carl Javier. Although Marcos ran as a candidate for continuity, as earlier noted, his sauna was completely devoid of any mentions of Duterte's wars against drugs, crime, corruption, and communism. There was also no talk of the International Criminal Court and human rights. There was no talk of rule of law, even though just the day before his speech, an ex-Mindanao mayor was among three people who were shot and killed at graduation ceremonies in Ateneo de Manila. Franco says Mr. Marcos outlined important targets and programs, but there were lots of issues and much in the underbelly of government that was left unsaid. When it comes to transportation, for example, there was no mention of what happens to jeepneys and bus drivers, even as key and vital infrastructure programs were given proper and prominent attention. The transport prices, he only mentioned transportation in the context of infrastructure projects, railways, airport upgrades. Puma Podcast Editor-at-Large, Robbie Alampay, said that on the one hand, focusing on targets and promises does not necessarily mean that details, strategies, and holistic consideration of all stakeholders are absent. But he also wondered how much of the things he did not mention were in fact consciously avoiding topics awkward to simply being a Marcos. Carl noted, for example, 
that Marcos is very championing of the creative economy inevitably triggers references and memories of the dictator Marcos's contentious and controversial dynamics with artists in the Philippines. The challenge for us, no, I don't think you can mention the name Marcos without thinking about the film center. That's right. Mm -hmm. And then apart from that, also understanding that one of the reasons for the rehabilitation of our views on authoritarian rule are portrayals in film like, you know, General Luna or yeah. even all of the mm -hmm. politics and mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. And understanding mm -hmm. na the power of an institutionalized system of creative production can also become an entire propaganda machine. If you pitch a certain kind of film, and if you pitch, say, a subversive film or something like that, When it comes to relationships with the creative industry in the Philippines, the legacy of the Marcos is really two things, diba? On the one hand, there's Marcoses and the artists. If there's any such thing as an official artist, the Marcoses would have embraced that. That's one. And then on the other hand, there's Marcoses versus the creatives. There's a whole narrative there about how the comics industry, Nonoy Marcelo and the poets and literary figures were using their content as well as their platform to eke out any space that they could using their creativity and so on. So it's an ironic, tenuous relationship. Many economists have noted that President Marcos didn't detail how he plans to fund his projects. And while he mentioned tax reform, he also, to nobody's surprise, made no mention of his own taxes and the billions of dollars his family owes the government. Ironically, his own sister, Senator Aini Marcos, asked him to unmask corrupt officials in government earlier that day. Robbie said that beyond the president, every sauna also puts the focus on the country's legislators, a ruling class defined by the landed, long-time political elites and a web of intermarried political dynasties. You know, the anti-dynasty law. Every time Congress convenes, people have to be reminded that this is what now, the 19th Congress? And so 19 times they've refused to do that homework. The Constitution directs and mandates Congress to come up with an anti-dynasty law. As Mr. Marcos delivered his sauna, he was flanked by his cousin, newly elected House Speaker Martin Romualdez. The President's sister, Aimee, was in the audience, along with his son, Sandra Marcos, who was elected to a House leadership post despite being a neophyte lawmaker. But back to the president. True to his election campaign of bringing back the so-called golden years, President Marcos Jr. also wants to revive programs started by his father, Ferdinand Marcos Sr. Here's Teca Teca executive producer, Kat Ventura. Medyo din group together ko lang. Itong mention ng Kadiwa stores, tapos yung sort of, hindi niya nabanggit yung Masagana 99, pero nandun din yung kind of approach for agriculture at yung lung center at heart center na ipapalaganap daw niya, i-repeat niya kumbaga sa other parts of the country. I think it's the promise of bringing back the golden years, which he has been saying nga naman during his campaign. And I just wonder lang how this would pan out kasi yung Masagana 99, it has become a conversation nga, di ba? Nasabi na rin yun ni um, Secretary Dominguez na hindi naman masyadong effective. Marcos also gained applause when he talked about education. As for the horror stories 
that we have heard about the poor quality of educational materials and supplies that are being given to our schools, this must end. Those lines, however, came with a disclaimer. Something that, as Robbie pointed out, he had already said at his inaugural address. And once again, I am not talking about history or what is being taught. I am talking about materials that are necessary for effective teaching in this day and age. So that made me stand up because obviously I agree with that. And then he said, it's almost as if he's reading all of our minds. He said, and once again, let me say, I'm not talking about history. I'm talking about science, technology, math, even English, things that we need to compete. He didn't need to say it, but clearly he had reason to say it. Marcos can choose to skirt the subject during speeches, but by virtue of who he is, the son and namesake of a toppled dictator, Robbie says this is something President Marcos Jr. will have to face all throughout his presidency. It's something that we will be watching. How does he handle the anniversary of martial law? How does he handle the anniversary of Jabi the Massacre? How does he handle the anniversary of the creation of PCGG? Who does he appoint to the PCGG? Who does he appoint to the Commission on Human Rights? Walang tigil yun eh. And then pagdating ng school year, we're all looking at the curriculum, di ba? And we're all looking at is there revisionist history here? But the fact that he mentioned it at the inaugural and then repeated it here, in fact, he stressed that I am repeating it here. I'm not talking about history. was for me interesting, both as a line and also as a question. And that was today's episode of Teka Teka. Again, I'm Bella Perez Rubio. This episode was produced by Kat Ventura and edited by Preska Pistrano. If you liked this episode, check out Teka Teka's first op-ed titled President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. and the Words We Fear. And follow Teka Teka and Puma Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're excited to build our community with you, and it looks like we'll be able to meet for events real soon. So if you want to stay in the loop, please go to pumapodcast.com and subscribe to our newsletter. Thanks for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.